Have you ever had that experience where you work with someone firsthand, you work closely with someone who is so skilled at a manual task, it just puts you in awe? I have. I've been very fortunate that that's been a part of my career. Hey, this is Richard. Welcome to the Pandemic Startup. I was chatting to somebody the other day about um, what's called Industry 4.0, which is the, the fourth industrial revolution. Um, the, the, it's the current age of, of data is what's brought that around. The first industrial revolution was when steam power first came to enable us to, to make things so much more quickly, and then the age of the factory became a thing, and then electricity was the second industrial revolution, then automation was the third industrial revolution as we brought robotics and so forth into the workplace. And now we're talking about Industry 4.0. And I watched a couple of, uh, of online talks. I watched a TED talk in particular talking about the fact that when so much is automated in factories and so much, so much of the decisions that are made in factories and in businesses and in warehouses are done by computer, that will mean the loss of jobs that people do now you know when when a factory is perfectly capable of determining what sequence of products needs to be made and changing the tooling over to make those products or when a warehouse is capable of determining what needs to be picked off a shelf and transported to where and the capability exists that that means clearly that that some jobs that people do now relatively relatively low skilled jobs warehouse picking and so forth will will not be a thing certainly not with the prevalence that they are. But then the speaker went on to say that there would be a whole bunch of other jobs created um, in that, for instance, um, it would become much easier to become something like a, a very technical repair person when it's possible for that information to be beamed to you and for you to be shown via video exactly what it is you need to do on a, on a given occasion. So... It was really interesting, and it got me thinking about skills, and it got me thinking about some of the people that I've been privileged to know through my career who who do some really quite impressively technical jobs. I, I grew up in engineering. I, I actually literally grew up in engineering. My dad ran a factory making stainless steel pipe fittings, and in my summer holidays from about 14 onwards, I worked in the factory for a few weeks at a time. And at 16, my whole summer after GCSEs, three months or so, I worked machining parts on a manual lathe in his factory and, and learned skills that have really helped me in engineering. The experience of being around manufacturing helped me as I went into manufacturing engineering. But it also helped me to meet people who had a set of skills that I really really didn't have um there was a some quite old guys worked in the factory I'm you know I'm going back to the early 90s and these guys were close to retirement or beyond then they used to retire and then come back a few days a week guys that used to wear a boiler suit to stand in front of their lathe but with a shirt and tie on under the boiler suit really really old school behavior that you you tend not to see now but guys who'd and it, and it was generally guys you know if you'll forgive the the lack of any sort of gender neutrality, who was in the, the environments I worked in, who were really highly skilled at very manually skilled jobs, albeit using a machine. And gradually, 
Some of their jobs got replaced by CNC types of machines, but there are some things that you just can't do with a computer. I mean, machining simple parts, sure, you can. the skills have now become different and, and you'd machine it on a, a CNC lathe and the skill becomes in programming and work holding rather than in physically being able to manipulate the tool accurately enough. But then later in my career, I moved uh, to a different area of the Midlands around Coventry and Eton, those sorts of areas, where there was a lot of machine building. Coventry particularly, there were a lot of machine building companies. And with men and women who served their time as apprentices in those companies, learned to build machines. And to build machines, particularly things like grinders, milling machines, the parts have to be tremendously accurate. And... Once they've been made accurately, you have to get them to fit together and work together. And I've worked with people who are just incredible machine tool fitters. And it's not a skill, I don't think, that you could teach a machine. And it's a skill that's dying out. I see that the people that I know that have those skills are well into their 60s and are retiring. Or as the companies they work for go out of business, they don't find other work doing that. And I kind of worry sometimes that it's a dying trade. And I wonder where the next generation of those really highly skilled, hands-on mechanical engineers that can make things to within fractions of a, a, fractions of a thousandth of an inch, because generally people of that generation worked in inches, you know, tenths of a thou, as they would say, or microns, you know, a number of microns by hand. Grinding things in by hand, rubbing things in, shaping by hand, things to that level of accuracy, and, and then assembling parts together by hand that, such that they work perfectly. I kind of wonder where that's going to go. Or I wonder where that next generation of skills is going to come from. I know there's some great stuff going on with apprenticeships. Apprenticeships are fantastic these days, much, much better than when I was 16, 18 and looking to leave school. That wasn't so much an option. It's brilliant for young people now, but our people learning those skills are young men and women going and learning those particular skills it's never going to be a huge industry in the way that it was there'll always be now the place for robotics and the place for data as the third and fourth industrial revolutions have have seen to but where will the next we, we will still need people with that level of hand assembly and hand manufacturing skill I mean, they're almost craftsmen Maybe maybe you would class them as crafts. Yeah, people people that skilled with their hands who make things out of pottery or make things out of wood. You call them a craftsman, and and I think that's that yeah, that's genuinely what people like that are to me. Certainly, when I see them work, uh, I'm in awe, genuinely in awe of the skill that they have. But where will the next generation come from? Will there be a next generation, or will it be the the other centres of of the world in in Europe and worldwide where machinery is made it's a huge industry in Germany Scandinavia to a degree Switzerland particularly for very accurate things Italy Northern Italy is big in machine building are we are we on the cusp of losing that as as Britain to other nations that have kept those skills. And I'm kind of optimistic about the future. I am an optimistic person. This is a little bit doom and gloom, but. Yes, eventually some skills die out and become a niche craft you know, that people uh, keep going out of interest, keep going for craft reasons, keep going because they make nice products that sell to a small number of people that like them. That's brilliant. It's good to see these skills keep going. But, but skills in, in, in engineering and, and building stuff that makes the world better, um, I don't know. It's, it's a shame to see it 
uh, die out in the way that it might be. And, I, and I'm happy to be proven wrong. And I am very optimistic that, that in the future there will be jobs that we just haven't thought of yet. As Sir Ken Robinson said, I think I mentioned on a different episode, the, the jobs that our children do in 15, 20 years' time haven't been invented yet. That's amazing. I'm like dying to see what those jobs are. Genuinely interested to see how the, how the, the, the engineering and manufacturing landscape is going to evolve and develop. I am optimistic for the future, and we do need to move with the times, but it does sadden me a little to see some of those skills where people are retiring um, or stopping doing that trade because companies fold, and you don't kind of see a next generation coming in behind. But if you have, please you know, let me know where there are pockets of brilliance. I would, I would love to know about it because it's, it's genuinely... Uh, that hands-on, that mechanical engineering skill is something that I loved earlier on in my career. Uh, it's, a, it's a skill where, and I digress slightly, you have to have done and you have to have done by hand. And I think it's almost impossible to be a good designer unless you've made stuff. Because once you've made things and made them fit together by hand, you intuitively know what that's going to fit like, feel like, look like, how it's going to work, even without making it. Whereas if you've never had that experience and you design something, it's just, a, just an object. So it would be a real shame if those skills die out. It would be a real shame if our young men and women didn't get the chance to, to, to learn such valuable skills, hands-on skills like that. But again, I'm also optimistic about the future. I'm optimistic that we will have an incredible manufacturing industry in the future. It'll just be different and it'll require different skills. So we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Cheers.